Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. I'm your host, Emma Wilman. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Today, we have a very special guest, Joe Dombrowski. Joe is a friend of mine. He's also a comedian. He's the co-host of the podcast, Social Studies. He's a former teacher, and he just had a special come out called Don't Eat the Crayons, and I was a crayon eater. Growing up, I would nibble on the crayons. We get into that. We talk about coffee enemas. Joe shares a truly harrowing date story. Oh my good lord. And we talk about sex. Talk about the first time he saw lesbian pornography. It involved the chainsaw. So I think it was the first and last time he saw it. The chainsaw was on the porn. He wasn't chainsawing while he was doing it. I digressed. On today's episode, we do not do an apology surrogate segment, but Joe gives a master class in how to apologize, reasons why we apologize when they're sincere and how they can best be conveyed. I learned a lot myself and I'm excited to share it with you. And also real quick, we have a phone number. Call me. Text me. 1201-754-8351. That's 1201-754-8351. Write in with your questions, AMA at betchesmedia.com. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, one, thank you. Two, it's the 14th, and I will be in Boston, Massachusetts on the 15th, 16th, and 17th. It might be the 17th, 18th, and 19th, but I'll be in Boston at Laugh Boston that Thursday, and then I'll be in Beverly, Massachusetts doing shows. I'll also be in Tacoma, Washington, December 8th and 9th, and then I'm gonna have a bunch of other dates coming up all over California, West Coast, San Diego. All of those dates are gonna be at www.imemmawillman.com. True story, I bought emmawillman.com when I was drunk, forgot the password, had to call up, ask daddy, and say, hey, uh, I want to buy emmawillman.com. They said someone else already bought it. And then I said, that was me. And um, I still can't get into that motherfucker. But it's now www.imemmawillman.com. That's my new website. Here's the episode. Thank you guys for being here. I have never heard my name and masculinity together. So this is this is fantastic. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Right. Don't you dare close your eyes. Yeah, it is a whole new world. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Oh, God. It's great to be here. Of course. Great to be with you always. Always. Also, when I saw the title of your special, I was a crayon eater. 
Shut up. Yes, and I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Up. I've never gotten to... We do a uh, segment on the show sometimes called Apology Surrogate where we can't get the person who wronged you to apologize. We can't get a person to apologize. Mm-hmm. So I can't apologize to my teacher that I would eat the crayons in front of, but I can apologize to you, you a can. former teacher. Yeah. I'm sorry I did that. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. The reasoning was a little weird. I used to I used to play smoke cigarettes. I don't know where I got that from. Neither my parents smoked, oh. but I would have the crayons and I started nibbling on them. Mm. And it was almost like I was like edging myself to see how much like like gross stuff I could get in my mouth crayon wise and then spit it out. Strange addiction. Yeah. Now let me tell you, I know where you got it from. Please. And it was the nineties. There were like commercials. Remember right? when there used to be like commercials and smoking was like in magazines and on TV and billboards. Was that when we were a kid that was still going on? Yeah, there's like not even I actually drove through uh, a native reservation mm. through Buffalo this past weekend and I you know there's it's no holds bar on right. the res. Right. And there were billboards for Siggy's. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen this since I'm pretty sure 94. Are they modern billboards? They just want to say they yes, haven't taken down. Yes, modern billboards. Wow. Their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was truly wild. Still advertising cigarettes. Now, let me ask you this. Mm. Did you shit colors? No, I did not. But you know what? That's a great question. My dog I didn't. did when he ate crayons. He ate a crayon. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not. I did don't think I did. And I would think I would have a memory of that because oh, I yeah, would have would. been pretty freaked out. Or pretty happily surprised. Like yeah. that sounds like a miracle, like it's a Christmas the, miracle. It's the rainbow. Look, <laughs> right. at, look at this. <laughs> Honestly, this is gorgeous, gorgeous. Gorgeous, Did you gorgeous have shit. to tell kids a lot to not eat the crayons? Yeah, it's 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 everything. It's like, it, especially erasers. Yes. I mean, that's, there's an oral fixation yes, around erasers. But it's like erasers, paste, glue sticks, yes. anything, anything soft. Uh, it's all in their mouth. And then you get those kids who have like the ring of ring. like a, the, the ring of shame. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like uh, um, just wet right here because they just oh, yes, chew yes. shirt. Oh, God. I was a teacher for 10 years. That's what we're talking about. If yes. anyone is confused. Yes. Sorry. I should contextualize know. that. That's <laughs> why okay. Joe knows so much about <laughs> Kids. He's not just they were observing. like, what is this weird pediatrician talking about? <laughs> That's my bad. I apologize. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. We're unhinged. We're unhinged. Right before we started recording, also, Joe and I were talking about, because we both have ADHD. We were going back and forth about our pills. We we're also talking about caffeine. And you asked if I ever had a ca- coffee enema. And I said, let me stop right there. I'll answer you when we start recording. That's when you put the coffee in your butt. Yeah. Yes, I have. But but it okay. How'd you do it? And how'd you, where'd you get the coffee? Oh, I did it professionally. Oh, you did it professionally. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't just like at home. Oh, brew I did a, a self serve moment. <laughs> I did a self serve moment. Really? Can I tell you too? How'd you even know how to get it up there? Okay. Well, there's two things that I have to Please. invite you in on. So I knew coffee enemas were green, uncooked coffee beans. I knew that. Okay. Right? And then Morgan and I were on a trip to Costa Rica. Morgan we is Joe's husband. Fiance. Fiance. We're getting married this summer. Can't yes. wait. Can't wait. Gorgeous, gorgeous man. Um, and we went on a coffee tour to like a coffee plantation mm. and they showed us how they like harvest and cook and cure. And, and then like, I want it inside me. Well, you could buy, like, they were like, and this is green uncooked coffee. And I was oh. like, oh honey. And then they had bags of green uncooked coffee. I was like, I know what I'm doing with this. So I took it home <laughs> And then um, I used to work in a hospital. I was a transporter in a hospital. Mm. And I stole a shitload of 60cc syringes to make jello shots. Smart. Yeah, tons and tons and tons. What would you transport? People, humans, uh, human beings, and sometimes unliving people. Goddamn. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. So I stole a bunch of those. And then I was like, oh, I'll just like brew this green coffee. Right. 
cool it down. Yes, key. Uh, and then siphon and then shoot it. And I did it, I did it myself. And you were able to get the thing up in your rectum. Oh yeah, it's a it's like it's got a it's got a tip. Right. At 60 cc, no needle, I am obviously. So impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed. I went into a place and it was kind of traumatizing, not because of them putting the stuff in my butt, not because I had coffee shooting up the yin yang. It was traumatizing because while so when you go into a place, they first they massage your stomach. I have done a regular colonic too. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? So I did that and then they did the coffee enema as part of it. Okay. But the part where I was like, are you kidding me? I can never, this is like even recounting, this is so freaking embarrassed. It mortified me to my core. So while, you know, you're making small talk while they do the massage of the stomach and then they're moving stuff <laughs> and they're doing all of that. And then in the middle of talking, she starts asking me like what I do. And I was like trying to skirt around. I really didn't want to Always bring up stand up. me too, me too. Yeah. So I was being, I was like, oh, I, she was like, do you have a lot of like late, do you go to bed at a normal time? And I was like, define normal. Like, <laughs> and then at some point she asked about, she, I said something about comedy. She asked about comedy. She's like, I love comedy. Then while I've, while I'm getting the, getting the poop coming out of my butt, coffee's going in. She starts asking me about my jokes and material and I'm turning like bright red. And then she was like, we got to come to a show while she was like, let me get your number. So while the things in my butt, I'm like putting my number in her phone. And then I was like this, we're not flirting. Are we right? Like what the hell is going on? This is too much too soon. Mm -hmm. And then she called me and was like, Hey, it's whatever from the enema club or whatever the hell. Shut up, yes. Emma. And said, I'd love to come to a show sometime. Blah, blah, blah. I said, never again. Either I'm never doing comedy again or I'm never doing enemas in the butt again. Get so out enemas of here. had to go. Get out yeah. of here. A similar story. Mm. I had to get, um, a colonoscopy once and you have to like do like a pre-test or whatever and they just kind of turn you into a little finger puppet for yes, a minute yes and that doctor was like were you on ellen <laughs> i was like oh no oh no 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 we're not going to talk about this right now your your fingers are in my ass and you're going to ask me if i was on ellen the answer is yes and also twice but um, <laughs> yeah, get it straight get it straight right. god time and place people time and location 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 applies to so many things i skirt around it too with um, when people ask, like, what do you do? Sure. I was like, oh, I travel for work. And then they're mm. like, oh, like tech. I'm like, sure. It's interesting, too, the answers that we give are so much more probably sketchy even. Because there was a while where I was going, um, I entertain at night. And oh, that would get them to be quiet real quick. But then I was like, oh, not like... Not that, that not like sex work, not that there's anything wrong at sex work. Not that sex workers can't entertain all at all hours of the day. Anyway, I'm neurotic. And then I would just be like, got a phone charger? But it's... <laughs> it's it's because you know. on your crayons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm busy on the go and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed, beef-free-range organic chicken and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box. And if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on TV while I enjoyed ButcherBox's high quality cuts. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and 
use code AMA to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Okay, so we have some questions about masculinity, which is obviously a very broad thing, but we're just trying to figure out it mm-hmm. through the lens of the individual who's experienced people putting concepts of it on them and then their own lived experience, just however it applies. Okay, great. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're going to ask you some questions about that before we get into our listener emails. Mm-hmm. How has the concept of masculinity changed from when you were a kid, do oh you my, feel? Oh my God. Has it? High school boys now. Right. Paint their nails. And it's like no big deal. Isn't that amazing? It's unreal. Or like high school, like I think also, I think it has a lot to do with social media, social media, because like you see these little super femme twinkie high school boys and like their tank tops and their short shorts and their nails and their purses going to school. And it's like, no, I mean, where I grew up maybe, but I think it was most of the early 2000s. That was not happening. Even when you were a teacher, was it not happening too? Early. Mm. Well, also I only taught elementary school. I taught everything up until sixth grade. And that's a more, that's a safer early. space, right? It, it's a, it's a, the, there was no, dis, you're still just like a blank canvas. Right. The, child, the kids are, right? So there's no self-discovery happening yet. I remember being in those grades and I would be dressing so masculine and it wasn't until like seventh grade where people were like, Emma, you need to start wearing dresses. Like, shouldn't, don't you want to wear a dress? Like that didn't come into play. Right, no. They so, just do, they do what they feel intrinsically, yes. but there's no concept of why. Right. Right. But think about early 2000s too, Emma. Let's talk about Mean Girls. Yes. Uh, Daniel Franzese, what was his character's name? Yes, yes, name? yes, yes. Um, he was the gay guy, the gay best friend. Damien, Damien yes. Damien, thank now, you. Now look at the character structurally. Didn't present gay, but some of the lines were like the gayest thing ever. Or something like that, but right. But like, was very like straight passing visually. Some mm-hmm. It's meant many points of the show. And that was the time. Right. There was no like crop top. There was, we weren't, Putting a little glitter on, like the kids, like the euphoria movement, they're very, very gay. So I think that it has changed so much because the boys are just like, if I want to do this, I do this. But then you still have like, like boys who are very masculine, who are still out and gay, like in high school, it's changed a lot. Rapid speed. Rapid speed. I wonder if it is primarily social media too, because I've been thinking that about social media with the like mental health stuff, Mm -hmm. because now kids know about like they have the linguistics of depression anxiety they could say like i have i'm anxious all this when i i was depressed when i was in high school but i didn't know what to say so just like my foot hurts like i didn't know what the hell to how to communicate it right but now they're like pulling from that stuff which is pretty incredible right yeah did you ever try to butch it up when you're in like elementary oh yeah i mean like i mean code code switch it yes code switch probably not in elementary school i probably didn't butch it up until like starting to butch it up in middle school emma oh my god middle school is a baby too i'll never forget I don't think I tried to butch it up in my presentation, but I tried to butch it up in my content of what I was speaking about. Mm. And we had to do this project for health class. And I was like, and you had to make a collage of like about you and stuff. Right. You're and like, I, about me. I love tits. I put a picture of Paris Hilton in the middle because like <laughs> iconic. Right? right. Right. And then when I got up to do the presentation, I was like, and this is Paris Hilton. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and everyone's like, sure, 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 buddy. buddy. (laughs) You're going to marry her dog, maybe. Do you remember when you became, well, you're going to marry her dog. Do you you remember when you became aware of gender as a concept? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I had, uh, 
a really dear friend of mine mm. who I didn't become aware of gender as a concept for a very long time. I'd say like later in life. Same. Um, but then a, a very, very dear friend of mine transitioned. Mm. And that helped me fully understand. And the other thing, too, is um, our relationship kind of like has died off. Um, just kind of like I'm, I'm never really sure why, but like all of our other friends have like talked about it, too. It happens. And it helped me realize, too, like it's not about me. Right. It's about them and finding themselves and doing their thing and living their truth and living their life. Absolutely. And I was like, huh, this is this person was such a deep, important part of my upbringing, my childhood. And now they're out living their truth and truly yes. being who they've always been. And that sort of helped me not not realize that, but realize that it's real and it's present and it's around every person. Yeah. You just don't know the you just don't know the person until they show you that side of themselves. Right. So it kind of really like put me in my place. And I was like, okay, this is a good learning moment for me and best wishes. And I'm glad that we have this beautiful memories together. I didn't think of this until you're just mentioning it, but I, my mom had a, one of her best friends transition. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was like really realizing things as a concept because I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I was like, oh, it was this friend of hers who he had been a, at the time living as male was a lawyer and then re retired and then came into their truth and as a woman and I remember being like so what happened to the person that is no more what happened to the lawyer and my mom was like it's the same person but now they're coming into their mm. being and I remember meeting her friend and I asked her friend because my mom say that the person that trans my mom like didn't tell me that that's who it was yeah and I asked about who the former them was and then my mom was like Ugh. Oh, oh, yep. oh, right, Oops. right, right. But I remember that very, very, I remember that very, very clearly. I must have, I was young and my mom was really, my mom's very progressive and couldn't be more pro. And she was very much like, yep, you're born in the wrong body and you switch bodies. And then I was like, well, you don't necessarily even have to switch bodies. You could, you could be, now you could be a man and have your genitals not aligned with that. And she went, yeah. I'm out. And I was like, all right, okay, okay, okay. I was like, we'll circle back to it. She was like, I just, she was like, yes, yes, yes. She's like, but I can't, I don't know. I don't know how to even yeah. verbalize that. I was like, I get it, I get it. I think my biggest thing too is that uh, I can't, I can't explicitly remember when, mm. but I remember not giving a fuck Ooh. and just being like, I don't, are you cool? Are you nice? Yeah. Are you nice to me? Good for you. Can we hang? Like, do I fuck with you? Yes. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Good for like, you. Just, and I remember that moment being like, that that crazy concept of like, can you believe there's people who just aren't just like, are you a cool person? Great. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. It doesn't matter what anything you, you are. You weren't scared. Right. It was just kind of like, right. I, oh. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that not just, just being like, I don't give a fuck. What's your name? Great. I'll call you by right. whatever you introduced yourself to me as. Are you cool? Yes. Then come come be totally. cool and sit at my table. I right. don't give a fuck again about your name, about anything about you. Are you going to be a fucking prick? Right. Just then don't talk get to me out. about like, CrossFit I don't care. for the love of fuck. Right. Why are you doing CrossFit in high Have school? Have you ever like been with like other people and then like a person who might be trans would like join the table and they like are overly nice and presentable. It's like, mm. just be like, that's a stranger to you too. Just be like anyone else. Right, Get to right, know him a right. little bit. If you're cool, you're cool. If you're not, you're not. But don't yes. be like, oh my God. Did you guys, Kathleen is here. She's so sweet. She actually works out. Where do you work at? Like, shut up. Just that be happens, regular. Well, actually happened to me every now and then where someone will see me and then they'll be like so nice. And I'm like, oh, because I'm so freaking queer looking. Like it's every now and then, but like 
if it's like a liberal place and say it's liberal and then the person is like, let's set the scene where it's like probably they're like a school administrator at a progressive college and they're cis woman married to cis man. But then they and they see me walk up. They're like, hi. Wait, seriously? Oh, yeah. See, you say that. And I've heard you say this multiple times on multiple it's interviews. It's only happened one. five times. But, you know. But, but, but I don't see like I don't see you as how you see yourself like how you said like i'm like the super queer person i don't you don't see it no i've never really really, like okay like you're on like on the more masculine level of lesbian emma i honestly think you could really i really do i'll fucking do it like i don't i honestly think you could i'll do it you you there's another there's a straight woman fucking do it comedian friend of mine from seattle yeah who i'm just like i don't see i don't see the difference like i don't know huh but you say you see yourself as like the super queer presenting yeah. person. Oh my God. Sometimes I don't like, even do know what to are say. Like, pronouns? Like yes. to you? Oh Shut yeah. Up, all day, Emma. every day. All day. <laughs> all day, every day. Maybe it's just because we're friends. Maybe. Because I, sometimes I'm even like, I'm like, oh, I don't even feel like, I, I don't even know how to address this situation. But maybe it's not because I'm queer. Maybe I'm just uncomfortable. Maybe it's just like my IBS. I don't know. I don't there's, know, only, there's always too many things going on. I don't know what to decipher what's what. I don't give a fuck. I just love you. I, I love being around it. you. Thank you. What's your most feminine trait that you like about yourself? Oh, I have sex with men. Yes. That's probably the most. Okay, let's see. My most feminine trait is, do you want to know what's kind of crazy? Is I'm actually like super masculine. I see that for sure. Yeah, like I'm- I love reclaiming the stuff too. I might not sound it, but I'm actually like super in a- fishing which people are very surprised about yeah morgan and i go on fishing trips all over the world together like two we fly to destinations with the sole purpose of fishing get some trout yeah get some trout you catch the fish do you hit it in the head to kill it so um because that's what you do you pull it up and then you gotta (laughs) fucking go off with its head it depends is sarah mclaughlin a watcher of this (laughs) because in the I saw the first time I saw my uncle do that. I said, "Oh, I'm not messing with you." Yeah, you pull it up and then you just bash his little brains out. Well, some of the bigger fish that we've done have actually been like really cool research-based catch and release situation. Like we went for sturgeon. They're like 400 to 700 pound white Damn. sturgeon in the Fraser River of British Columbia, right? 407 pounds. But it was all. It was like a a, a captivity breeding. Um, research trip that we were on and we had to like catch the fish pull them in scan them and Ooh. if they didn't have a a, a tag chip, we had to chip and tag them yeah and you have to catch it with the like the hook yeah that poor fish i know that, that poor sucks. fish i know right but they're they're very like not in not endangered but there's there's like something going on with them where they need to track these numbers and okay. track the ages and track what's going on and be like why are you 407 pounds no judgment right right right, right. big is beautiful absolutely but and that's big. and then if we're not on a trip like that I justify it with uh, we we eat like everything we catch yes and all of it too so we have a deep freezer we oh, keep all of our fish in there and like I'll even use like carcass and heads to make stews yeah. and stocks like I'm. That's it. I fantasize about just going into the woods sometimes and living off the grid. I would be so into it. Yeah, getting my own food. But I just, I can't even, um, like I get my medicine delivered. And if they're late, I'm like, what do I do? And it's like, go to the, you know, go to the Dwayne Reed. But I would like to live off the grid, get bison, suck in the bone marrow, use the bone to then catch. Uh, uh, this is it. Defend myself. I'm so into it. I want to go to Bali and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but feminine, feminine, feminine. Feminine traits that I have is I wouldn't call this feminine because I don't want to like put a label on sure. it, but I'm like, I'm like r- super into pottery. Ooh, 
creating and like collecting really good pottery. Good for you. Yeah, it's just like something that I'm I'm obsessed with and, and I love it. You display it like at your house, you have it all out? Yeah, we have a couple pieces that I've made and then I have some artists who I like really am into their work. I guess it's not, I wouldn't call it feminine. That's but a great, like, healthy, well-rounded hobby. It. You want to be centered? Mm. Bitch. Pot. Do some pottery. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sides about like d- like setting up your house. Do you guys like split that? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm actually colorblind. Really? Severely colorblind. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he does it. So I'm like, take it away. Yes. You know, have fun. I'm gonna start Max saying I'm colorblind, so I have a re- I can really double down and not having to do that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my girlfriend does not want me to because it's like a mess anyway. But I'm gonna be like, that's what it is. I cannot do any home chores. That's what I said. Like we're picking our wedding colors and things like that right now. And Morgan's like showing me flowers. And I'm like, I'll tech talk to you about like the shape right. and the like concept of what you're doing. But as far as colors go, have at it. Yeah. He's in charge of all the outfits, <sighs> like all that. Like I can't. God, what? do people ask you guys a question about when, about you guys being a same sex couple? Do you feel like people will ask, did people ever ask you guys about man and woman? Man one, one man, man one. Man one. Yeah. That was me. I used to say that all the time. I do kind of have a little, I do have a little like thing about it in my new hour too, because we did have someone when we first moved to where we're at now was like, who's the boy? Who's the girl? Right. And I was like, I'm the girl. Right. But it was very, it was very like, it takes you back. It, <laughs> it does. It takes me like, You're oh, like, wow. Let me untangle. Yeah. Didn't think we were that very close, ballsy. but cool. Right. Right. Yeah. It is, yeah, you're like, you're, you're diving into it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you, okay. But is that a reflection on us? Like we made them feel comfortable enough or is mm. that a reflection on them? Like they're overstepping. Both, I bet. I bet. Or is it like social media where people just like feel like in real time they can just ask whatever's like popping into because, their brain. Because like, you don't have to like face the music. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, but it has happened. I ha- Multiple well, me- times. Right. We don't get that. I don't get that as much, so much with Lexi, but it is the type of thing where it does like, actually, no, yes, I have. People have asked, people will ask and I'm just like dumbfounded. Yeah. But also like, I could ask that of so many, so I've had so many straight friends too. They'll be like, like straight female friends be like, I'm the man in my relationship. And I'm like, wait, what do we even mean when we say that? And a lot of times I feel like they're co-op, they'll be, I'd be like, do you mean that because, and they're like, because I know what I want and I'm really into my career. And I'm like, oh, well, we shouldn't assign a gender to those desires oh, wow, at all. Emma. That's happened quite a bit actually, where they'll be like, I just really, I'm really like going the for provider. it. provider. Yeah, and I'm like, oh no, that's when it's like, these gender stereotypes are so we, un- negative. We gotta like untangle them to like reuse them transgressively for fun. Cause then it's like, ooh, we don't want to associate that with yeah, the gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll be like, I'm, 
I like decision making is a big one. And I'm like, I actually okay. notice women are a lot better at decision making. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do in in lesbian culture, yes. do you guys have a top and a bottom? Like, do you use those terms? Absolutely. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. So what does it mean to like top as a lesbian? Like, cause oh, I, to, yes. to me, you're just going clam to clam. Like what is, mm. where is the, like, does it have to do with penetration or does it have to do with like mental, um, like, like ferocity? I don't know. I got you. I'm generally asking from a place of curiosity. Absolutely. I also forgot we were on a podcast for a minute. I'll like, tell I'm just you guys, so I'll, Let curious. me just tell everybody. Also, any sex question, anytime. I love talking about sex stuff. So I can only speak for me and my sexual dynamics. It means literally on top, girl ones on the back, penetrating. I love doing- With, with what? With I'll like do hands or like- hands, oh, mouth, oh, anything oh. I can get in there that they're open to, honestly. Okay, okay. I love, like, I don't know what it is. There is this like intrinsic thing of like loving putting things in someone. So pretty much like whatever okay. can go in. But yes, I've got many different dynamics of like, I like very like, like, like strap on everything. And then I'll usually wear something and then put like little boxers on over it. And then- yeah, like really? Oh yeah, really? very. I don't know how other queer people do it, and I love using sex toys, and but it's like literally being on top. I I'm trying to think if I've had, and I don't mind if the girl does like a rides you or does that stuff. That's fine, but I love missionary. Okay, I love that. I think I say. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I love you... it. It's the biggest gift someone can give you. Someone is on their back getting pounded. Right. What a gift. That's yeah. such a gift. And ultimately they're in control in their own way. Yeah, yeah. But that's also part of why it's like you have to make the girl feel really comfortable and safe and protected because like, you know, if I like leave out the dishes and then mice come, it's like, then my girlfriend doesn't want to necessarily have me penetrate her so much because it's like, I'm so messy. They need to feel safe. Right. And provided for. Right, right. And that's why I'm like, you're. that's why I think it goes back. It's like, yeah, I'm opening the doors. I'm carrying the bags because then at the end of the day, you're getting pounded. You're doing it out. Right. So it, I think it's very, it's you are using your body and your skill to provide this pleasure to another person is what's doing well, it for you mentally. I it's pleasurable for them because to me, that'd be like worst case scenario. Right. If me walked up and was like, you know, I'm going to get on top of you. I'd be like, there's a huge problem <laughs> okay, happening. Okay, I have to ask you another question. So I, I once stumbled upon lesbian pornography mm -hmm. okay <laughs> you and, stumbled upon yes and what i saw in that moment <laughs> uh -huh, I'm was were you okay a chainsaw what are you but emma 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 Did there, you, was it just a home depot ad and there are lesbians in it there was and you're no. like it's lesbian porn and it's just like a lesbian like this is a chainsaw and joe's like okay. oh my god these lesbians are crazy <laughs> okay 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 this okay before i go any further <laughs> uh -huh. the question is would you like this on you? What I'm about to say. Okay. And would you like to do this to another okay, person? Let me hear. Okay. It was a chainsaw, but instead of chainsaw teeth, it was all tongues. And you turn it on and it's just tongues, like tongues, 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 tongues. And then they would chainsaw it and then like get it towards the puss. Mm. And then it would like rapidly just tongue yes. it. Lesbians and their power tools—they just can't. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? This it's is like, very. Give this is. It a I mean, like it's redundant at this it point. Is. It's like, the, and then the Subaru comes in, and you're like, "Hey, I would absolutely." The way I would incorporate something like that is, I would like to have that like into a like. I'd like to get it on a wall, and then I would either like to set my girlfriend up, and then like have her. No, no, I would like to hold it. Yeah, I would like to hold it and do it on her. And then like put something else in her, and meh, meh, meh. yeah, absolutely, or bend. Oh, okay. whoa, 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 I know okay. what I do. 
I'd have her bend over, get real comfortable, and then I'd do that on her butt. And then I'd have her grinding on a sex toy, and then I'd fuck her with something else. I love it when someone wants to get all this filled up. When okay. someone's like, I need to get stuffed. Now, I love that. Now, if you that. were single, and you were like by yourself, and you were kind of like, and maybe like in an asexual point of your life where you didn't, mm-hmm. you weren't actively seeking out sex with other humans, yep. would this be something that you'd purchase for yourself? No. You would not. Mm-mm. So you wouldn't want this like on a wall so you could just like back your little peach up to it and like get it going? You wouldn't want that? I don't think so. You wouldn't want that. But I have used like vibrators before, but I don't know if I would do the whole production. I mean, but maybe that's a depression thing. I feel like it'd be so, I'd, I feel like I'm too depressed to like have something up on a wall and take it right. up and put, no, right. mm, eh, I don't know. I think we need to get a bunch of them and that's going to be your new merch. Okay. A chain, I mean, that tongue is really saw. insane. A tongue. I'm so curious how, because not only did you stumble across lesbian porn, yeah. you stumbled across like intense fucking lesbian intense, porn. Intense. What do you remember in any regard what you were Googling? No. Okay. I don't remember how I, that one I know for sure I came across on the, internet but then oh, I hope. a different time have you ever heard of hump fest no and the, it's this thing in the pacific northwest i think dan savage is like uh the creator of it Ooh. or whatever it's an independent porn festival oh yes lexi's talked to me about that yeah, oh yeah. it's great you gotta go that's it's great so cool um very very indie mostly shot on iphones but like i love but that some of them are, are big productions too I, oh yeah lexi my girlfriend we talked she's talked about that a bunch we, she wants to go to it big screenings in the theaters it's so cool and th- that's where i learned about the magic wand oh because yeah because they had this one thing where it was a one girl was out like this as a star yes, yes Red and Eagle. she had a magic wand in each hand and a magic wand strapped to each foot and then there was a woman's pachima on each of those magic wands and then they each had the magic wands out too and then there was another woman on those so like and do you see the inception what i'm wow, creating yeah. in your brain wow it just gets so creative it's so wild right wow i know i know i'm ugh, this is why we're friends isn't we, you think, guys we would have had this conversation even if it wasn't I on think the podcast sex stuff is just so interesting it is it did is. you always intrinsically know how you felt you wanted to play out yourself sexually or did it take a lot of trial and error like with yeah, different a lot partners of trial and error. same yeah a lot of trial and error i remember um i've never been attracted to vaginas mm-hmm. i've just never it's never been something that i've like actively desired to seek out totally understood. it's always I get it. been guys mm-hmm. um and i um for a long time it was very like i don't i don't think butt sex is like I didn't want to do it I didn't Mm -hmm. want to experience it either way it just like weirded me out but I think also I was like probably like 13 discovering my own shit and like didn't even know that that could be a pleasure thing also out of context this it does all seem weird until then you meet someone we're like oh I get it (laughs) right like it's not everyone's butt it's this person's butt and I'm attracted to this person yeah 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 so yeah I mean like I think we're I don't think you ever stop developing sexually. Mm-hmm. I don't think you absolutely. ever do. That's why, you know, have you ever heard of the villages in Florida? Nope. It is like swinger central. It's like a little town of older people oh. and they drive around in golf carts and the golf carts will have like loofahs or foam rollers on it. And it means like what kind of sex you're into. It. And it's like the, everyone there, I can't say everyone, but I the rumor has it. Right. Most people are like DTF at all times and will actively let you know. That's incredible. 
I mean, that's where we're retiring. Right. I'll see you Absolutely there. Absolutely yeah. there. <laughs> I think that it's uh, sex and like being open to it is such a beautiful thing that I think it's like we forget that that's something like, okay, there's so few nice, like easy, fun things. And it's like, there's, that's a good thing to like go back to. Like, this is something you can like give yourself to. Cause oh, like when totally. I'm like stressed out or not doing the, then I'm not, I won't like think of sex as much. Right. And it's like, no, this is like a human instinctual thing that is like a fun thing. To and do. then you go get chainsaw. your tongue chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now it is time for a listener question in our segment called Why Do Men? Dear Emma and Man, today's man is Joe Dombrowski. Watch a special on YouTube right now. It's called Don't Eat the Crayons. Am I saying the name right? Yeah, I Thank say God. crayons too, but people are some people are coming for me for how I say it. How do it. they say it? Some people say crayons. crayons. Yeah, damn. Crayons. But I say crayons. Crayons. Yeah. yeah. Dear Emma and Man, why do men need to be constantly reminded of the things that are important to their partners? Oh, God. I feel, did my girlfriend write this? Okay. Why did I'll close the cabinet doors? I need to stop leaving food out. I'm sorry. I forget. I forget. I need to get better. Why do men need to be constantly reminded of things that are important to their partners? I feel like I've had to work constantly with my husband to give him multiple reminders about things that are important to me, things that I've mentioned to him. Mind you, I've also been through therapy and know that it is natural for people to need many reminders. I feel more patient and kind than I've ever been because of learning how to be in a partnership, but it doesn't seem to go both ways. Thank you. A bet who's doing more than her fair share. Mm. You hear this a lot mm. from I feel like I hear a lot of female friends say this. I feel like I've had a lot of partners say this. Like, if it's something that's important, it's like, if it's important to me, why can't you just take that extra step to do it? And it's like, is it malicious? Is it malicious to not? At what point does being inconsiderate become like really problematic too? I remember the moment that this shifted for me. Mm. Oh, this person that you cared for, like asked for something super specific. I do try to be very consistent as much as I can. Now, there are things that are just habit for me that he hates. Like I'll leave right. mail on the table. Yes. And he's like, take it to your office, please. And I'm like, yes. I'm so sorry. It's not that I forgot that you don't like this. It's just like, I just didn't. I, I love you. But I think this all comes down to communication, right? I think it comes down to communication. I think it's probably so frustrating for female women that are like, I've communicated it so many times then it's not getting through. And I'm thinking it's kind of like a light bulb moment just like seeing this because like this was something I was literally going through this morning with the freaking uh, cabinet drawers. But it's like, it's because in my mind I'll blow it off where I'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm trying, like sorry. But it's like, okay, I think it's honestly the reason that maybe that men are doing it is like, if so your, your example is of someone who listened and took it in. I think it's like speaking from like her husband's perspective of it, like really analyzing it. It's almost like, it's just being, we're being selfish by not, if what you're asking for is just like some baseline thing, it's just like us being inconsiderate. Yeah. And it's not fair and we need to be better. Fuck! Well, it can be. Right. But like the times that I do it too, I like stop Morgan and I'm like, yeah, and I'll tell him like, I'm not like, I'm not like trying to be inconsiderate right. here. I just like really like had a crazy day or something like that too. And like, this is going to happen. that's good because then you're acknowledging it. I do. Yeah, I think that's, that's the big. thing. I think the communication is the thing, really. If I acknowledge it, I think that would be big. Because like <clears> a big thing has been me like leaving food out. Right. then we got little. Right, right, right. Mice. But then like there's a, you can like make up for it in other ways too. Like just like acknowledging that you're listening like something oh, else huge. that they talked about oh my god that's huge and then like going to get it unexpectedly or like you're out and you see they like this thing i'll get this thing because i know they like yes. this thing morgan, whipping out a, i hear you that's big it's so hard sometimes to emma because morgan is the most considerate and his whole family mm. is the most considerate and the most thoughtful mm. man i've I think to exist. Damn. And that puts 
it makes it hard for me because like I want right. to give you how much consideration right. you do for me. Right. And I'm a different person. And I'm like, I really am actively like trying my best here because I love you so much. And you're Has so Has he perfect. ever done something inconsiderate? And you're like, yes. Now I just have a little bit of capital here. That's good if you don't think of it. Because if Lexi ever has to cancel something, I'm like, yes, because I'll like have to cancel stuff. So then I'm like, okay, good. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. Or like if she ever like did something, she hasn't yet, but if she did something inconsiderate, I'd be like, fucking sweet. Because then I can. So, it's so irrelevant. Like the only thing that we've ever kind of bickered about is like being on time for stuff because mm -hmm. I'm so neurotic about being on time right. for stuff. And I'm like, Morgan, we got to go. And I would be like, we got to go. We got to go. And he's like, we're fine. Right. We're literally going to dinner with our best friends. We can be seven minutes late. Right. And then I had to check myself and be like, yeah, why are you like so hyper intense and anxious mm. about this? Like just breathe. I wonder if it's an ADHD thing because we're used to being like to late be. and then we're like, okay, we have to be, now we're going to overcorrect it and be early because I'll have that too. Because I'm like, then I'll like get like flashbacks of me always like coming into things late yeah. and you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now we're going to be going into our segment called Ask Joe Anything. Oh, it's Mac. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, God. We're fucked. Oh, my God. I'd stress eat the crayons right now. Joe, what's the worst date you've been on that actually turned out to be a good story? Oh, I kind of know this. I've told you, you this before. You don't have to tell the whole thing if you don't want. This is a great story. I'll tell it. Go for it, a, please. There, that was years ago yep. when, we, when I yep. told you this. Okay. I still remember it really well. I met this guy on the apps. Right. And we were chit chatting for a period of time, not just like that day we're going to meet up. We were chit chatting for maybe like a week or so, I want to say. And finally, it was time to like meet up and go on a date. So, we, and was it mostly sexual or was it actual like no. getting to know each other? Yeah. Great. I mean, like, like, like there were hints that like sex was probably right. in the, in the time frame. Sure. But right. it wasn't like this is what we're meeting up for. Right. No, to prove that to you, date. we were meeting up for dinner. Yes. Right. So we were meeting up for dinner and, um, I'm like, great, I'm going to meet you. Here's this place. He he picked it. It was closer to his house. I was like, great, I'm on my way, blah, blah, blah. As I'm driving, as I'm getting close, he wrote and told me, I'm running super behind. I'm so sorry. Just come to my house and then we can like walk over together or something like that. And uh, I was like, I didn't even think about this, which is so cool. Like looking at this as a 30-year-old now, <laughs> I just... I'm like, you were so dumb to just be like, okay, I'll come to your house. Ah. So I did. Also, to be nice to yourself, it's like you've got the, I don't know if it's endorphins or dopamine. It is pumping. I had this therapist one time say that like meeting someone new and flirting is such, like it has a reactive drug. So you're basically like high on the prospect of a flirt and a date. It like sends you into a height of everything's euphoria. fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And you want, that's what people look, look through red flags all the time. All the time. I totally agree. You look through red flags right. probably the most within the first two weeks, I would say. Abs I was going to yeah. say six months. So God six bless. Months, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, those first two years, you don't see a thing. But yes, two weeks when you're first meeting, you're so excited. I've always been very big on red flags, yes, though. Yes, good. Probably since the story. Right. <laughs> so, that, so I did it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go. 
So I go, I go to his house, I pull down the street and it's like a little sketchy kind of street, but nothing major. And then I'm like going closer and closer and closer to his house. And his house is like, the deeper you go into this neighborhood, the sketchier it gets mm. type of situation, mm. right? And I pull up and his house is like way at the end of the street. There's no lights. Mm. It's very dark. Mm. There's like one little light on, I I want to say, um, at his house. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. So I like park across the street. I see his house. Lights are on. There was either, God, now it's foggy a little bit. I haven't mm. told this in forever. Mm. There was either a light on on the porch or there was a light on inside right. giving light. Okay. It wasn't pitch black. Right. And I walk up to the house and I go to knock on the door and the door's like creaked open oh a little God. bit. And I like just stood there thinking someone would hear my knock and then nothing. And I was like, hello, hey. I'm here. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm like. It's me, Joe. It's a horror right. story. Why didn't I read this? I'm like, hello, hey. Nothing. Hello, hey. Dorf swings open a little bit. I'm like, hey, I'm here. What's up? You're also you're excited. Think about the first time you meet someone after you've been talking online. It's fucking exciting. This is where it quickly turned. I'm looking mm. around. The house is in, in disarray. Mm. It's in disarray. Not hoarders. But it's like, why would you tell me to come over? Emma, you've connected that to me just now. Mm -hmm. This this was, the, I should have taken a peek and left. Right. This is what you're showing off. What's going right. on? Right. It was like, how would you invite a person? I would never invite right. a person over. I would if never. If I was running late, I would have texted you and said, I'll be there shortly. I'm a running a little behind. I would have never said, come to this disaster pit. I would say, I'm going to call the restaurant. I'm in my car. Get a drink on me. Do your thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't oh, say. Oh, that's class. I wouldn't say, come that over. That is classy. Like, come over. I have emotional regulation problems. I'd like to show them to you before we get started. I would not do that. I'm called and put my credit card. Get a drink on me is the one that's of the most one. classiest things I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it says, I'm not ghosting you. I'd like to prove yes. it. Oh, my God. If you're running late on a first date, that's what I, I would be like. I couldn't even. You just threw your dick on the table. That is the classiest thing I've heard in a long time. Well, to I me, that love also that. goes back to like if you're doing the. To me, this could be totally problematic. But if you're doing the penetrating, you can't be running in long, long late to the person that you're trying to get. You know Ugh. what I mean? You got to be say, ah, I got, I got these things covered. I'm not saying I'm a fucking mess down the line, but I'm saying you don't want the girl to be waiting. Where you know? Eh. I literally am obsessed with you. That was that's a good. good that's a good. So he person. didn't do that. He didn't do that. I I creaked the door open a little more. I'm like, hell, horror movie. <laughs> Hello, is anyone home? I'm looking into his kitchen. I'm like, no one's there. I turn to look into his dining room. It's a dining room table. It was probably two, four, six seater. It's set for dinner fully, and every chair has a different mannequin in it. <sighs> Host, ready mm. to dine on me, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked, dinner and cheer. it took a minute for me to put together. I was like, are these like old Halloween decorations or something? Nope. Out. Beelined it. Ran. Goodbye. Got in the car. Skirt it out. Called my friends immediately. I was like, I'm here to be up with you. Like, Crazy, crazy town, crazy Batsu nutsoness. And is he texting or calling like, hey, why didn't you take your no, seat I at the table? No, I blocked him immediately. I, I I, think in my head, and and now looking back on this, I don't think we ever exchanged numbers. I think it was oh my all, this God. was all app-based ch chitter chatter. So you don't know if he, was he like, I'm a set designer and I. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But I, I know there was like enough chemistry to like get me to do it. 
Yeah. That is so scary. Oh, oh, oh. But I can confirm there was nothing in our conversation that I could have like made the connection right. to why that was happening. Nothing. Right. Nothing. And it did have a, a kind of like weedy smell in the house, which I can look past if the house is still cute. Sure. If you're like, were you sm- are these your friends you were smoking with? Right. But I'm like, did you just like rip a bong with your buds at the table? And now I'm I mean, here. It's it so was- creepy. That is so creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry that, that happened to you. Creeped me out. So I'm a creepy. changed man. That is so I creepy. I do not do mannequins. I can't even watch the movie. Oh my God. Mm-mm. Especially seeing them set out at set. the table. And I think table. I think a couple of them, like one was like missing like a hand. Ah, of course and, like, it was. One, like, but they were dressed. It wasn't just naked mannequins. They had clothes on. He put time into there it. There was... There was effort involved mm. and it was not charming me. I'm so scared. I survived. Thank God. Thank God. I'm so scared, but I'm so curious. Why? 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 Next question. Would you rather be ghosted or know? Ex- oh, this goes right into that then. Mm. Would you rather be ghosted or know exactly why someone doesn't like you? I'd rather know why, I think. I well, think I would rather know why because I, I'm a festerer mm. and I would I would sit on it and blah, 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 blah. But, um, but also, I got thick skin, Emma. Mm. So if someone ghosted me back when I was like in the dating pool, it was very <laughs> your loss. Totally. Yeah, it was very 100%. your loss. Yeah. And if someone tells you what, I mean, that is, if it's someone you've been casual, I guess it depends how long you're with the person mm-hmm. too. I think I would want to know. I think. I think most people would want to know. Yeah. But that's asking a lot of, I don't know. Actually, that is kind of, I got ghosted one time. Now, where were you at? And then the ghosting happened. We were, had gone on a couple dates and then we were supposed to meet up and then I didn't hear from her. And I kind of didn't really, it was like what, I, I didn't really think of it until then she wrote this like whole thing and was like, my aunt died. And like, there was something with like this flower you'd given me reminded me of my aunt. And I thought it was a sign from my aunt. And I was kind of like, well, whatever. Whoa, okay. Yeah, but then we ended up dating a little bit more and then she ghosted again, no, actually. No. Yeah, Sarah, that was her name. Social worker, Sarah. She was a social worker. That's no, Sarah, no Miss Thing. Right. And I remember, but it was weird because it was like we were supposed to meet up like it was like we were like i was like all right like i'll see you there in 10 and then i never heard from her so like i got to the restaurant and was like and they do the thing where they're like, are you alone i'm like well i don't know yeah yeah oops oof i don't like that what have you learned from your parents relationship that you do or do not want in your own relationship i don't want to be an arguer mm. no i don't want to be an arguer i mean i don't think that my parents argue any i don't think it's at an abnormal rate but one right. thing that i've taken from them is with morgan and my relationship i want to be a talker i want to be a communicator do they do a bicker uh yeah so I feel very self-conscious of that because if I, I think if I'm left to my own devices, I could easily slip into being a bicker. Lexi has no tolerance for it. Oh yeah, so Morgan she's either, like, Morgan either. It is not, we're gonna talk, it's something, but I could see myself falling into that. Yep, no. Nope. it's easier, kind of. It isn't, but it, it it's easier in the very short term, but you never wanna be falling into that. You wanna be careful. And my, I don't ever wanna pick at someone. The best part of my relationship ever. is the communication. Hands down. Hands down, Morgan and I, we talk it out. We do like, and we've learned from trial and error yep. very early on in our getting to know each other things about what we do each tolerate and not. And we have such strong communication. And if something's bothering, we're going to like make space to figure it out yes. individually. And then we're going to like fully talk it out. And it's so healthy. And it's so healthy for me, it. an erotic human. Yes. And it, and it works for him and it works for us and talk like, Talking is key. 
It's also that's where it's like finding someone that's willing to go there with you too. Fully, 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 and fully. And it's fully. like, all right, are we going to put in this work? Fully. Going to put in this work. Fully. As a former teacher and current adult man, do you have any advice for parents raising the next generation of boys? How do they help their sons avoid growing up into toxic assholes? I really think it's exposure. Mm. Exposure to an array of different things, an array of different people. And I think you need to like not like show your kids that there's a life outside your secular life. There's mm -hmm. a life outside your community. Go go out and see people who look different, who sound different, who act different, who eat different and mm -hmm. show them that these are our friends. This is your friend. They're so different than you. And we're like loving them and accepting them. And I'm not, people are probably like, oh, he's talking about race and stuff like that. I'm talking about like literally everything. Mm -hmm. Like go out of your way to just like, show them the sure, world outside so their four walls types of diverse i remember saying in once i was talking to someone who there was the head of multicultural affairs at simmons and i said i was from maine i go oh there was no diversity there and she's like i'm gonna stop you right there she's like there's people always think of diversity very in these like certain ways she's like there's diversity of class age like you know religion there's so many different types of diversity to be tapping into and you can yeah. learn something from all of it example I didn't meet my first Jewish person mm. until I was a freshman in college who to this day is still one of my absolute very best friends. Mm. And I even remember thinking about that at that moment. And I was like, I don't want my kids to have this experience. Mm. I don't want them to be 18 years old and like asking these questions that are kind of, you know, immature, right? but it's just that there was like no exposure to this type of culture, right? right? And thank God, my best friend Andrew like invited me fully into his life, invited me to holidays with his parents, like it tr learned traditions, learned food, learned culture. And I just don't want that to be like the upbringing of my children. And I think ignorance is bliss. Sure. And I think also you can't hate someone you love, right? you know? So just like, learn and grow and accept people for people and like have people around lots of people lots of people who are their own person and it helps people not then it helps them not be afraid too because i feel like Absolutely. when you don't know someone then you're like oh, i'm scared of this motherfucker but then Absolutely. it's like if you're if it's just like showing people like you know there's so many different ways of being and if something makes you uncomfortable like tap into it but then also figure out like why and like know how to trust yourself and then trust how to open yourself yep. up too and then as the parent the number one thing is that this has always been true as a teacher. The apple doesn't fall far from a tree. Mm. If a kid is showing a behavior, I'm like, I'm going to see this behavior at parent-teacher night. I know I am, right? So true. So like correct toxic traits within yourself so they don't embed within your child. So mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. When people meet my mom and they see how she will deal with stress. Where are my keys? I can't find my keys. There they are. Like, they're like, oh. And then people pointing that out. Like, and then I'm like, oh, I have to not flip. But it's like, oh, I'm... I didn't never even thought of myself as mimicking those, but I have. This for years. is how we break the cycle. Exactly, exactly what you're saying right now. Like if you ever choose to have children, that is who you are. That that right. freak out of that moment is. But let them see you work through it. Exactly. I'm, I'm noticing this in myself. This is how I'm going to calm myself mm -hmm. down and get back to baseline so I can conquer this thing. Baseline. Rather than the generation before you who may have just like freaked out and called it a day. Yeah. So then they <laughs> the might, <day's> over. <laughs> like your child might also have just like a little less of that trait, but then yes. we're breaking the chain. Yes. Sort of deal. Absolutely. That's, all, that's, that's it, baby girl. That's it. That's great advice. Thank you, Joe. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. If you could date any fictional character, who would it be and why? Dustin Hoffman and Hook. Nice. 100%. There's literally nothing else to say. What's the most ridiculous thing you've ever done to platonically impress another guy? Oh, my God. Like, pretend to like sports? Mm. Yeah. I I was in a fraternity in college. Oh, that's a big pretend. I was in a fraternity in college. But then, like, at first, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. I was out. Right. But I'm not going to talk about being gay. Right. But then I was like, no, these guys are cool as fuck. I think they're going to be fine. And once I, like, started, like, being like, yeah, fuck guys. Or just like. Hell yeah. I and love it. They used to love when I would I roll up it. with other gays to the frat parties. That's they were just so like, cool. Joe and the gays, he brought them. That's so They're going to cool. make uh, my ties. Let's that's, go. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was great. great. So they're being like the fraternity mentality, but in a pro-gay way. Oh, I never had an issue with any of them I love that. ever. Like, well, you're not, you don't like gay people, bro? Like, what are you fucking gay? Like, like, oh, it God. was the best. They were, they were just like... Uh, we fucks with Joe. I so, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even have to continue to pretend to like sports. Ever, ever, oh after on. But like to get in, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I can hang. I can go to the sports like recruitment events. and Right. <laughs> at least I'm here. <laughs> you're going all the way to the recruitment events. Like not only are you pretending to like them, you're pretending you can play them. But then I got in the fraternity and I took over and I was like, honey, I need to be the recruitment chair. <laughs> and the minute I did recruitment through the roof, we won recruitment awards the year that I was recruitment chair. Cause and I was like, I know how to do this for the fraternity, not for, for the not for homosexuality. No, 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 no. I meant, I meant for sports. I didn't No, for I the fraternity for as a whole, because I knew I was like, we have to diversify this. It can't just be a sports event every single right. day. So I was like, okay, Monday, we're going to do a flag football thing, but then Tuesday we're going to have a party. And then Wednesday we're going to go out to dinner and then, Thursday, we'll do another sporting event, but it's not going to be as as athletically what? taxing. So it might be like disc golf. Why do you think sometimes men just doing broad strokes here get so set on having like one type of event over and over again? Is this what they're comfortable with? Yeah, they, they want to attract guys that they like. Mm. And I was like, but there's so many other aspects to a, a guy than just this one thing that they might be like. They might be right. great at football and will slay in intramural, but they might be a shitty person. So let's do a dinner event yes. so that we can like chit chat and get to know them at their core. This is very important. Right, right, right. This is very important. And then yes. I left in the fraternity got shut. Damn. <laughs> Collapse. The whole thing collapsed. Is there a piece of advice that you've been given that turned out to be completely wrong? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I got in it. Up. I had um, a conflict with someone that I worked with when I was a teacher, and I was pissed at everything that happened. And I went and I vented to a a like highly respected person in my life about this conflict. Did they work at the school too? Um, no, they were a family member. Okay. And uh, they were like, let her have it. 
They were like, when you go in, just be like, listen here. <laughs> and I literally was like, okay. Were you new to teaching? Uh, I was within my first four, I was maybe year four, within my first five years. Okay, so it was, so not totally new, but you'd been in the setting for, that's a good little chunk. Yeah, like veteran teachers would have looked at me and been like, oh, honey. Sure, like, of yeah, course, that's the we've phase, been here right? for, th right. Right, 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 so cute of you. Right? right. So like, I went in the next morning, closed the door behind me, and I was like, listen here, this is what happened, and this is, oh, actually, I know exactly how I started the sentence. You're, you're not going to believe it. You said. I said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. What'd you say? It's okay. We live and we learn. Progress I'm glad I did it because I learned from it. I said, I'm going to talk and you're going to listen. Ooh, that was worse than I thought it was going to be. Hi. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because you probably had to get charged up to go in. You're probably like, they did this. You're getting turned up. I said, I'm going to talk and you're going to listen. I want to say that. And and it was terrible. And it, it was, uh, there were there were tears. There were complaints. Did they listen? No. Damn it. And and this person was such a big person that like months later, like came up to me and was like, we need to fix this and we need to hug it out because like oh. this isn't going to happen. Oh, so they were a big person. Like they like. They were. They rose up. Big like they. And then, yeah. And then years later, okay, I really started to understand like, okay, one thing too that I always wanted that I never really truly had modeled strongly was apologies and there's like mm. there's oh truth God, in but not just apologizing like apologizing with purpose intention and like and saying how you're going to change for the future mm -hmm. right not just saying i'm sorry right years later i went back and like i didn't work i wasn't a teacher anymore or anything like that i went back to this person and i was like i need to apologize for the selfishness of yes. who i was at that moment and really you know making it an uncomfortable workplace for not just you, us, our entire team, and probably even more people. And I apologize for just being that kind of person at that time. And I just want to let you know that like, I respect you. I think mm. you're great. You're wonderful at what you do. It shows in these different ways. And I wish I could have more of those traits like you within I me. I love that. You don't have to accept this, but I did want to tell you. I love that. Yeah. I just had to do it. And it also clears the air because then you don't know, you're like in the off chance that this person, if it like puts something in them to then think of people out there like that and thinking that no one grew from it or learn from it then at least it, like it's restoring it's it's putting some credit in the humanity mm -hmm. deposit box Emma, i took it so far the other day this like it was like voting season and like this guy a solicitor came up to advocate for a, a representative at our mm -hmm. door and i was so rude i was like you have 30 seconds 29 28 and i was backing up and i was so rude and i went downstairs and i was like this poor guy is just out here advocating for change in the city i got in my car drove around the neighborhood till i found him wow. and i got out and i was like I need to apologize. I have you have my full attention. Tell me what's up. I'm not saying I I'm, I'm love not, that. I'm not saying this to be like Joe's such a good person. No, no. Like I'm really, really not. No, I get it. I've done that and I've I've done it where I've then gone back and apologized. Like there was I one thing I'm just thinking of is like I was I remember being on the phone and then the person was trying to check me out and they had like asked me something simple and I was like and I gave them attitude because it's like interrupting the phone call, but obviously I'm coming, I'm in the wrong here. And I remember then like when I got off the, I was out and I left and then I like came back and like re-waited in line. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I was like in an argument with someone like, I'm sorry about that. That was really rude. And they were like, okay. But there's been times where then I haven't apologized. Like I was in Austin last weekend. I was, I freaking Lexi was with me. She was like, the waiter asked if what you were doing in town. You said a show. And he said, what kind of show? And she goes, and then you just made a face. 
And I was like, I did. And she was like, yeah, it was rude. And I was like, I'm fucking mortified. And I kind of want to go fly back to Austin right now and say sorry. And show right. up at his freaking house. Say, hey, remember me? I found out where you work from. I found out where you live from your I work. Would do it. And I wanted to say, I made that face just because I was thinking about, I wasn't prepared for the evening. It was about me, not you. Sorry about that. Now, do you believe in karma? Yeah. Now listen to what and happened. this is probably why I've been having IBS episodes recently. <laughs> Emma, I've been on this apology train for probably about 10 years of just like recognizing when you're in the wrong and, it, and owning up to it, right? Yes. Recently, I've had this consistent troll on my social media for about Four years. Mm. Consistent. Oh, God. You're like you again. Uses their face. Uses their real name. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, turns out I have mutual friends with this person. And I would talk to my friends. And they're like, we have no idea why he's like that. Like, I, we can't wrap our head around it. it just something. And just like really, like, you're publicly, you're so not funny. Why are you putting out this garbage? I can't believe people are eating this up. Mm. Like, just like terrible. Over and over and over again. Mm. I ignore. I ignore. A couple times I would just like clap back a little, ignore, ignore. It goes away for a while and then it came back. Literally two weeks ago, got a DM because I blocked his account. Right. He made a new account mm. just to DM me to straight up say, I'm in the wrong. I need to take a minute to apologize. I have no idea why I'm doing this and it, I need to look within myself to figure out why. Uh. You're just out here making people smile and that he's like, that is so admirable and this is a reflection on me not you i hope you keep doing what you do and enjoying your life and i was like the world baby the world he and either just got laid or just got a good therapist i don't know what Maybe it was he, had, he hadn't come in like four years and then i just then, said i really respect this i love that yeah, i go there are some things i'm glad you recognize what you have to change within yourself but i do respect this and i do accept your apology and thank you for sharing it instead of just like keeping those changes to yourself. Because then, you know, so in like recovery communities, that's like a huge staple of it that they, you know, it's all suggestions, but a huge part of it is going back and seeing where you were wrong. And then with not expecting an apology, not doing it to try to get something, but just purely doing it to say, this is what I did wrong. That's like a huge part yeah. of in recovery communities. Like that's literally one of the steps where you go yeah. through and you do this. And I think that's because it seems to work. Because if you're doing it to get something, you're still in the wrong. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah. saying this is where I was irresponsible, selfish. Yeah, it's powerful. It is very powerful. I, I gotta believe it. I have a few of those that I'm going to do. Well, so this is the segment Emma's Dilemmas. This is something, this kind of goes into the coffee thing. I'm so addicted to caffeine. I'm probably drinking, I would say about, mm, if I'm being totally honest, I probably drink. I have two or three iced coffees in the morning. I have an energy drink mid-morning. I have an iced coffee around lunch. I have another energy drink. And then I have two or three shots of espresso oh in God. the evening. Wow. Yeah. So I'm drinking probably like 1,500 milligrams of caffeine a day. Yeah. So my dilemma is, do I need to do a detox or do I pretend like it's not happening and move on with my life and just pretend that this isn't why I'm having raging stomach problems? Because I went into a doctor the other day. I'm like, do some blood work. Like, I have no idea why my stomach's acting up. Could it be the like, I am drinking so much. I was on a Reddit group where this guy was like, oh, I have two bang energy drinks and a monster energy drink a day. So I'm a high caffeine user. And I was like, that's, that's, it. that's it. Right. That's it. So my dilemma is like, what the fuck? If, do you think I should do a, a, a detox? I mean, I, I know I could just cut back, but I'm like, ah, I'm abusing it. That's my dilemma. I'm an extreme caffeine user as well, and I've wanted to cut back and do a detox also. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it in steps. But Emma, mm. I'm to the point where if I like, if someone says coffee, give it to me. I'm like, I'm gonna get a coffee. 
if I see coffee, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get one too. Yes. Like no matter what time, no matter what it is too. I'm just like, I, do we, do we need to switch our vice? I don't know. It's a preoccupation that I get sometimes. I'll get it when I go off the rails with sugar too. But with sugar, it's like I can like re kind of, you know, after like some, like if I get really activated with sugar, then I'll like be like looking around. Like I'm always like planning, like where can I get like more cookies, cookies? Like it's like so activated, like really oh. druggy mentality. But that can kind of, that ebbs and flows and it's fine. With coffee, I never even feel the intense cravings for it because I'm always having it. Mm. So I have to figure out, am I going to try to, yeah, maybe I need to switch the vice because it's like, I wouldn't even, or like figuring out being like, when do you do this? And then if you're doing it, like, do you, I mean, fuck. We should do it together. Hell on earth. Yeah. Oh God. Would you need to lock yourself away? Would you go away? Would you try to keep living your life? I think I would try to keep living my life and just, oh, I actually <laughs> have to admit I have made one change. Tell me. Cough, I pee immediately when I drink a lot, when I drink coffee, period. Right. Yep. So I don't drink any coffee the morning before I'm taking a flight. At all. How do you get on the plane? I just get on and fall asleep. No way. Yes, swear to God. Swear to God. But then, girl, you know, the minute it lands, I'm like beelining it to the Starbucks. You get through the airport. Uh Uh-huh. No coffee. I don't drink coffee at home. I'll get to the airport, no coffee, get on the plane, no coffee, fly, never order a coffee, land and get a coffee. And what do you think about? Um, I think about how much if I did drink that coffee that I would have to pee and I have to disrupt these people because I do prefer to sit window Mm -hmm. and then... Get them up, and I just don't want to have. And I pee a lot, and so I don't want to do it multiple brain? times. No, I'm sleeping. I sleep very well in planes, cars, buses, all of it. I just can't believe that you can get yourself to the airport without it. Yeah, yes, I can. I don't think I know if I could do that. Yes, I can. Oh, so you need it immediately? I need first. to get one of those motorized little wheelchairs. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I really do think I would. I think I need to get one yeah, of those. I can do it. And mm, all right, so maybe I'm going to try. The other dilemma is we've had mice in the apartment and Oof. I keep, oh my God, we've got Do all you see these. see them? Yeah, we saw them and they're fucking, first so of all. So cute. Oh boy. <laughs> well, the, the, we didn't know what to do because I was like, okay, we don't want to get the traps that like kill them. So we got these eco-friendly traps. These mice are like, fuck you in your traps. I literally saw one <laughs> walk over because I got these like fancy traps that don't hurt the mice. So where are you going to put them? The, so they, it basically like York. closes the mouse in into this like entrapment and then you like bring them out and like set it free. But the mice do not go in this thing. First of all, <laughs> our mice are big because I had been taking creatine, which is increases muscle mass. And I left it out. And I think the mice got into the creatine. Because I saw when I go, that mice has a big butt. It's not just a big butt. And then I was like, oh my God, my protein powders and creatines, the mice have gotten into those, I think. Oh yeah. no. I left You have oh, these like hauled out hauled muscle up, mice. Out. We're rats now, Emma. Right, roided up mice. I literally saw one walk, like it stepped Onto the, e- the the mouse friendly trap and walked over it. And it was just like later Slicked bitch. Me off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's They're amazing. Like, so we're not gonna get. We're still not gonna do the like kill Killing, the mouse. No. But we got. I caught one actually last night. So we've moved. We got out because we had an exterminator come. He said, "Good You're luck." Fucked. My girlfriend oh, just glaring at me. Are you serious? Yeah, a New York City exterminator. He comes in and he goes, "I'm gonna be honest with you. I could charge you guys a lot of money. I'm not because gonna be able it's to fix the it. whole building, not it's just the building. your place." Okay, so so what do you say? Sorry, but they're out and about in our place because of my food usage. Crumbly, oh, really? Crumbs, really? Yeah. That's what he said? It's been a thing. Well, he didn't know which one of us it was. So, but, so what did he say? Like, the only way to get it to be less is to just chill out with the food all over the place? No, he said, at this point, it's so bad, I would recommend moving. No. Yeah. And Lexi said, oh, yeah. She's like, we're out. Uh-huh. So is there, like, droppings all over? Like, what is it? There, there is. Were, I mean, ugh. 
but they were gone it was gone they were getting and then she was gone for like four days and she came back and i ate in the bed so there was mouse poop in the bed and she was really upset understandably understandably understandably. but then i had left out little packs of oatmeal but they're in packs and the mice chew through the packs they chew yeah we had mice at our school one time and like everything the kids snacks were just riddled yeah yeah you want to hear something gross yes okay so yesterday we were at the old apartment packing up. I was eating popcorn on my way over. I left a bag of popcorn outside the apartment, go in, grab some stuff, and then we're walking to the new apartment. Lexi leaving goes, why is there an open bag of popcorn right outside our door? Like you're just asking the mice for it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't bring it into the apartment. Like I was going to grab it to continue eating on the way while we were walking back. We look in, there's a mouse in the bag. That fast? Mm-hmm. That fast. A mouse. And it was a little one. It wasn't a roided up one. It was like a little like assistant mouse. And it was in there eating the popcorn. And I tried to grab the bag and then it was like about to propel itself out of the bag. And then I ended up like, just like taking it, rolling it up and then like bringing it out and setting it free. Oh, wow. I have to get myself together. Wow. I know. It was scary. So, but he said though, like, he said, you're done. He was like, there's nothing I can do. He's so, like, I could just charge you guys money, but what a nice guy. But, okay, so isn't like the owner of the building got to do something for the whole building? Or this is like, it's New York, it's not going to happen. Re- at, probably, but it's like this like really nice older Ukrainian woman. So you can't tell her. I guess that, <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel like she's got a lot to deal with right now. Oh, of course. You know? I couldn't imagine. She, there's Ukrainian flags everywhere. She's like 80. She's so nice. I couldn't imagine. We're going to say, we talked to all the neighbors about it, but they're not having problems. Like we're having problems because I leave the freaking food but that out. That sounds like they do have problems though. Right. Just but not, not like, it's not like. They've learned. Go to They've Amos. learned. The mice know where they're going to get the, the roids, the, st- the fucking oh, snacks shit, from. Girl, I know. Shit. Gross. Shit. My dilemma is I got to be, I got to be cleaner and more considerate. And it's just digging deep into why I am not. Well, you, you sounds not like you're getting a up. fresh start very we soon. We are getting a fresh start. <laughs> yeah. And I already left something out. Emma. I know. It was just a lemon. I didn't know. Oh, actually. A lemon. I, I thought that didn't even go in the freaking refrigerator. Emma. I will back you up on that. Thank you. I would have thought lemons were almost mouse deterrent. I really would. I would like, it's sour. They're not going to do it. Did exactly. they get into the lemon? No, but a frick, it's a new apartment. So there's no mice yet, but a fruit fly was buzzing around. And Lexi went, is that a fruit fly? I said, no, you're seeing things. I guess. Literally, it's hard <laughs> oh my to God, no, you have glaucoma. That's so crazy. Yeah, so you're having a heart attack. We're going to the hospital right now. There's no fruit fly. <laughs> She's losing it. She's losing it. Okay, this is our last segment. It is a lightning round. It's called who, what, where, when, how. Okay. <sighs> This is where we're going to ask you who, what, where, when, how. Who do you see men out and about complaining about the most? I don't know. I just want, I, I want to say like women in general. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Trump sad? for some reason. I know. I, I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Huh. I, I took this at a, like a, a full picture of America. What do you complain about men about? I mean, women about. Is it like complaining like they don't listen or they don't no, like me? No, I just me? feel like, I feel like if I'm like, if I'm like listening to that's a guy's podcast and mm. somewhere in there they're going to complain about their wives or their girlfriend which I'm like right. I have no time for but that conceptually to me means like women it's like a, it's like a toxic trick to be like constantly right. complaining about women right that's so interesting I wonder if my guy like straight guy friends like because I don't feel like I mean I guess I'm pulling from a sample of three of them but they don't really complain about I wonder if they don't do it to me but they do it more with other because a lot of times I feel like they'll talk to me as one of the guys basically mm. but I wonder if I don't really hear people complain about women too much I feel, but I, obviously it's out there. Like as a whole, sure. Like go to Middle America. I bet right. you're gonna hear it at the bar. Absolutely, right? Right? totally. But I bet now it's more. I bet they're doing it like amongst places where they feel like they can. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be toxic. I'm just trying to be a realist. Absolutely, absolutely. What do men worry about? Um, 
self-image, mm. penis size, fupa. I wonder why people wonder, penis size is like, you can't control that. I feel so bad that someone would have to worry about that. Yeah, I do too. It really is about how you use it. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Where do men not want to spend their weekend? <laughs> Church. Fair. When do men admit defeat? Never. Mm. How do men keep each other in check? Dick size. Dick size. <laughs> Where is, is it some like way back primal? It's like, gotta be, right? Like, dude, look it, at that dong. He dominant. Yeah, yeah it's gotta I be wonder, very that. I even remember when I very first started ordering like penises on the internet, where it was yeah. like you can pick out when I first started like exploring like that ex sexuality that way. I remember ordering like a couple huge, insanely huge ones that no human being Wants. could weather, you know? <laughs> could have, yeah. It was, and I wonder, like it was kind of like, what's the idea? I So I like tapped into that idea. It feels, this is so gross to admit, this is gonna be such an eye roll for like, but it's like, it's like, you feel like, it's like, you're like, are you conquering the person? Like, what do you feel like you're doing that it's like bigger? But, and then the woman's like, no. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, 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 no. But, but there is a moment what... in every gay man's life where you come across an insane penis and you're just like, I I didn't know this was real. I didn't right. know this was possible. And here you are thriving. Right. Out yeah. here living your best life. Out here doing your thing, baby. Wagging it. Wagging it. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me anywhere on the internet. Joe underscore Dombrowski. It's hard to spell. You'll probably find it. Go watch my special Don't Eat the Crayons on YouTube. And I'm on tour. Uh, you can find my website. Ask, yeah. are, you yeah. are you on tour coming up? I am on tour coming up. And then I'm taking off a month and a half for the wedding. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. It is exciting. That's I'm gonna, exciting. I need I need a recharge. Yes, but you're going to be doing the wedding. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So no recharge. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just, th this tour, I should have just called it paying for the wedding. Ding. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, go out, support Joe. The shows are electric and amazing. And it's so fun to get to be around other people that it's like a community. It's not, you're not just getting to go see Joe at the show. You're getting to go see the other people that go to Joe's show. And that is a fun group of individuals. Go if you're sober too. But I'm going to say lots of wine drinkers. <laughs> lots of wine. Thank you for God having bless. me. Emma. Thank you, Joe. Thank you guys for listening to Ask Men Anything. Please DM me at Emma Wilman on Instagram or email your questions to AMA at Betches.com for our next guest. And if you have anything you'd like to say regarding this episode's answers, please send them in and we'll read them on our next episode. I'll talk to you next week when we Ask Men Anything. And if I see you out in the streets, I've seen a couple of you guys in person, and you say, I just listened to the podcast, I, I do a high five, I'll stop doing that. Every time I've done it, it's been odd, but it's like someone goes, hey, I'm listening, this happened a few times. Hey, I'm listening to the podcast right now. And then they'll like show me on the phone and I go, ah, and I high five you. Sorry about that. Until next week, goodbye. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Betches.